2: Recorded live.
1: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Movies. This is episode 144 and we got not one but two reviews for you. We're going to be reviewing The Fate of the Furious and Lions. I am your host, Tanya, and I'm joined by my co-host, Charles. Charles, what do you think of our double future?
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they both have to deal with family, so
1: but aren't they the uh, most unlikeliest pair
0: um, kind of but <laughs> they are kind of they're kind of the same in a way, but we'll get into that a little bit later. You can make those right. comparisons that they both have similar um, themes in them.
1: That can be very true. Um, <laughs> so let's start with the, the state of the series. So Charles, you know, the premise for the film is that Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel's character, betrays his family and goes rogue, and then it takes The Rock and Jason Statham and the rest of the team to hunt him down. Now, what were your initial thoughts about this story? Were were you buying that Vin Diesel would turn on his family?
0: No, and I don't think anyone really going into the movie who's seen the franchise ever thought that he was doing this out of uh, sheer hatred towards his family or that he was doing this without being pressured into doing it. It was it was clear from the very first trailer that there was something going on and which made you want to go and see the movie to see what exactly is making him do this so there is that um as far as the movie in it in, in general the uh the trailers for it i have to admit i was i was a little put off by the trailers i i was just like oh lord here we go they're, they're now they're chasing people in submarines now this this has just gone a little too far but you, you know when i, I, when agree. I could, but, yeah, when I went and saw you know the rock pushing missiles and I'm like, oh lord, what is going on here? <laughs> this is really just this is too much. But I will say that you know as I sat and watched the film <clears throat> with a with a packed audience on Thursday night before it opened, that that preview night, um, the the crowd was loving it. Everyone was eating it up, and myself included. I was sitting there, you know, laughing at the jokes and excited by the action set pieces, and it delivered on what the Fast and Furious movies delivered. pure entertainment. You know, that's that's all these movies are about. There, it's 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 entertainment.
1: Now, were you buying Charlize Theron as a
2: hacker? Ah,
0: That's a good question. Um, Did I buy her as a hacker? Yes. Did you find her her
1: convincing?
0: I found her convincing that she was able to have other people follow her and and do her bidding. I, I found that believable. I didn't really see her do much as far as Hacking those, but having the the power to control people and, but well, not necessarily control people, but convince people to do what she needed done. Yeah, I bought that because let's face it, it's, it's Charlotte Theron and she's a she's a a great actress. So I mean, she she sold it to me on on that level, but. um as far as saying that did I buy her as a, as a hacker, like I probably bought more realistically uh, Johnny Lee Miller or Angelina Jolie in hackers as hackers.
2: <laughs> I,
0: I I think, I think they were more believable uh, as far as computer hackers go, as opposed to the, uh, as opposed to Charlotte Theron, who, like I said, I think, her being a villain. I bought her as a villain. Yeah, I definitely bought her as a villain and I thought, you know, she did a great job, but was she really a hacker? Or did she just get people who could hack into things? No, she was
1: doing some hacking.
0: Yeah, but... Herself? she, 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 She stole the God's eye and so... Technically, anyone could be a hacker at that point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she had other people trying to find her camera angles to see what Dom was doing. So, uh, you know, it, Not it's Not really it's successful there. It, it's debatable. It's debatable.
1: Okay, you, you know what My was uh, my favorite scene of the whole movie? The Rock and well, Jason Statham breaking out of jail.
0: You know, it was probably the, the highlight of the in, in the in the entire movie. It probably was the one scene that I think most people were waiting for. <clears throat> and I have to I, say, I that think
2: that it was, was <laughs> the
1: most believable I said anything. I was like, aim after it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. It, it, yeah. So the the back and forth between The Rock and Jason Statham was probably the highlight of the movie. I mean, their back and forth and their tit for tat was was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will have to say, probably my favorite thing about the film was the reveal of the Jason Statham character, because in the in the previous film. I always found it odd that he was able to do so much i mean the yeah. the opening sequence of the of the of of the sixth one on the seventh one is is just him wreaking havoc on this hospital. you see the the waste that he's laid in the hospital, but when they they delve into his character more you realize exactly what he is, who he is, and just exactly how he was able to pull off what he did in the previous film. I like the way that they tied that up. I was like, Okay, okay, now this makes sense. Okay, I'm buying this now. All right. This 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 works. Okay. They they got me here. Um that was probably my, my favorite little bit was them giving us more of a backstory to his character.
1: Okay. So did you have
0: another favorite scene? Another another favorite scene? Uh well as cheesy as it as it is, I kinda like to, to chase through New York with the uh harpoons coming out of the car. That was kind of a fun sequence. As as over the top and silly as it was, it was kind of cool that they had all these cars falling out of buildings and landing on the streets to block them. And it it was it was fun. It was entertaining, and that's like I said, it's what you want from from these type of movies. You just want to be entertained, and boy, did they entertain! I don't know. Did you have another, Did you have a favorite scene other than uh, them breaking out of jail?
1: Nope,
0: that was it. <laughs> for
1: me, the rest of the film started going downhill from there. Now,
0: come on, come on. There had to be one other scene that you that you liked. Because there was one other scene that I liked too. That also took place during the cars falling out of the building. And I wish that this person had a little bit more screen time. And I had actually forgot that this person was in the movie, I had completely forgot until I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, my God, that's right. She was in this movie. Ah, because I thought she was going to be the villain when it was announced and and then it came up. Let's not spoil who
1: that is. Okay, all right. Okay. We're going to wait for that a little bit later.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Okay, since you liked this movie more than me, was there anything that didn't work for you?
2: Anything that didn't work? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, anything that
0: didn't work? Jeez. Uh, I, I, I think it all worked. Like I said, I was entertained with the film. I think the one thing that... Well, if you take that out, you pretty much don't have a story. I didn't like I didn't like the fact that we had to lose a character to give um for them to give Dom that um that sense of I'm really angry now and now I'm going to come after you because we already knew that he was going to come after them. But to see that um, one particular character from Fast Five and Fast Six um, get taken out, I thought was a little heavy-handed. Um, I think that they could have done something where we didn't have to see that character that character die mm-hmm. to push the story forward because it didn't really it didn't really push the story any further because we already knew what was what the outcome was going to be but yeah i just i and i don't want to say what happens for those people who haven't seen it yet but um yeah just just that one particular sequence i think we could have done without I think there was other things that, that the character could have done to show her power over over Dom than than doing that. Other than that, um, you know, the film is is what it is. It's it's a big bombastic um, action film. You know, over the top. You know, superhero type situations. Where you just shove popcorn in your face and have a big grin on your face while you're rolling your eyes because you can't believe the the silliness that's happening on the screen, but you're thoroughly entertained by the silliness. And it just kept
1: getting getting sillier and sillier.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it did. I'm I'm not going to lie, it, it it clearly did. No,
1: I wanted I to get, get your say. thoughts on this. There's some people that are saying they should just pass on the series to The Rock and date them. What do you think about that? Do you still find Vin Diesel interesting as a lead character anymore?
0: Well, yeah, the, the Fast and Furious movies don't exist without um, Vin Diesel. I mean, that that's, that's clearly evident because when he wasn't in the third one, which most people I think would, would say is probably the weakest of, out of the franchise, he wasn't in it, except for the very, very end of the film. He had a small cameo. Um, and he wasn't in the second one, and the second one isn't revered as one of, the, one of the better ones either. So two and three are kind of the weak ones in the franchise in general, and he's not involved in either one of those, but all the other ones he is. So, not having Vin Diesel in the film, I I it, it, I don't think it's going to work. You have to have him. He is he is that franchise, and he's surra- he he properly surrounded himself with other characters that you do care about. But if he's not in it. Then um, I don't I don't think you really have the the hundreds and, and millions of dollars that the film makes. It's going to be missing something. Now I know that there is yeah. I know that there is um, kind of talks of a possible spinoff of the the Rock character. I know that they've been hinting on and that. And I would
1: watch that.
0: I know that's been hinted at, um, and I think there was some. Um, I can't remember where I heard it. This was a, about a year ago, um, while they were filming it. That there was there was serious talks of doing a Hobbs spinoff, but I don't know. You know, we, we make it where it's just the it's Furious Eight, Furious Nine, and it's Hobbs. Central and Hobbs has to call in to help, you know, get the help from the crew again, kind of like he did this time. But I'm not sure where they're going to go with with nine and ten.
2: All
1: right. Well, I disagree with you because to me, I I just felt like his his character in the last few movies, like, I I don't feel like ever since one, like, he's just become non-essential. It's been everybody around him, you know, like, I really like Han. I really like The Rock. And I really enjoyed Statham in the last movie. I mean, every time he popped up, I was like, this made
0: the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, they had good chemistry together, and 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 Jason Statham is one of those actors where he has he has screen presence. You know, he has screen
1: presence. Yes, and a lot of charisma. Like when he yeah. does action scenes.
0: Yeah, and he, he makes it very believable. Um, but I I just don't think you have a Fast and Furious movie without Vin Diesel. It's it's not a Fast. Okay, and, Furious movie. and,
1: and again. Charles, you were wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll but you check. know it's what beautiful. else I would
1: have liked to have seen? I, I would have liked to have seen Michelle Rodriguez have a kick-ass action fight scene against Charlize Theron. That's what I thought this movie was building to because I wanted her to go, you took my man away from me, you bitch. Kick <laughs> the shit out Well, you know, but it didn't happen.
2: I'm disappointed. No,
0: it, it. it didn't happen, and I think I know why they didn't let that happen. Because we've already seen her have a fist to cuffs with, with um, with two other actresses in the last two movies. So, well, like, you know, MMA
1: fighters, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And then, what's her name,
0: Gina? Um, Gina, uh, Carano, I think, or yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. So. It's kind of like let's not let's not have her do that again, you know. And then really, no, they're going
1: they're going to uh, save that for a uh, Fast and the Furious ten or yeah the end of exactly. the Furious. I like, yeah. guess
0: <laughs> I don't don't be surprised. I would not be surprised if that's the last the last, the name of the of the tenth one. So the end of but, the uh, Furious. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I you know they're just fun movies and this one was was no different it was it was fun they brought back a lot of the old characters that that um that were missing from the previous two and they introduced kind of a new one and so yeah i mean it was it was just fun it was just a fun movie i'm trying to see something here cuz i think one of the actresses is actually – oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that is – okay. I'm not going to say anything because that might spoil it, but there's a Hemsworth connection in this film.
2: That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well – you know,
1: we, let's go into spoilers because we we need to talk about a a few reveals. Um, I think the best one was um, the cameo by Dame Helen Mirren.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay, I will her. admit, like that was a highlight. Yes.
0: Yeah, that okay. Her, both her <laughs>
1: appearances and when she, you know. Rescues Jason's character and's like, you know, I'm your mom. you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna get to save your brother.
0: Yeah, I I really liked um I really liked seeing it and I like I said I completely forgot that she was in the movie even though I had known that she was in talks. Vendisa was trying to get her in the movie, and and he's like, oh, I can't wait to to act against her, and I'm like, oh, that is going to be perfect. She's going to be playing the mother to the Shaw brothers. I'm like, that's going to be great. And when I had heard that, I was like, great, she's going to be the villain. She's going to be going after Dom to get her sons out, and she's going to break her sons out, they're going to go after Dom and the crew. So when the trailer came out and it was Charlie Saran, I was like, oh, okay, I completely forgot about Helen Mirren. Completely forgot about her. Until that sequence came up, and that was a pleasant surprise, you know, because yeah. even for someone like me who follows this stuff, I completely forgot that she was in it until that moment. So I was like, Ooh, How, wow, dare "How dare you! How know, dare you!" <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, but when she when she popped up, I was like, "Oh my goodness! Yes, she's in this! Ah, yay!" So, you know that that was that was great, you know, to see that and. um uh, that was just really good to see, and it, it just it just shows that she's game to do these kind of movies. I mean, <laughs> you know, of well, course
1: she was in Red.
0: Yeah, she was, but it just you know she was also in The National Treasure Part Two, so you know she she's um oh wow I had no idea she was she was married to Liam Neeson for a short period of time. Wow. Yeah. In nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty five they were a couple. Huh. Had no idea. Um but anyway, um yeah, so that was that was nice to see. That was that was very nice to see. Now the spoiler that I was speaking of earlier was the sudden well, I guess you wouldn't call it sudden passing, but the uh, I guess you can call it an assassination in, in sorts, the murder of Elena. I Yeah, it's
1: just think... to back it up. We find out that's the whole reason why yeah. Dom turned on his family was that he had a son with Elena. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: Cipher, the character Charlize plays, uh has taken them hostage, so that Dom will do whatever
2: she wants.
0: Because Dom is all about family. Yes. And I have to say, that was the thing that that was that was the scene that I was just like, really, we did not really need to go there. We we didn't have to kill off this character. There were other things they could have done. um, Well, that would
1: have brought an added complication. For him and Letty, you know, if she was still alive and had the kid, and maybe she was like, no, I don't want to share custody of the kid with you or
0: something. Mm, I don't think that would have happened because they kind of rectified all of that when they were, um, when Letty and Dom got back together. They kind of. They yeah, kind she of...
1: found out gracefully.
0: Yeah. So I I don't really see it it's just like I think they did it because they wanted us to see him like really go full force like I'm I'm furious now. And
1: Yeah, but I, I think, think he's very limited it. as an actor that it just doesn't come across that way.
0: Yeah. Well, and then that's, that's why I said I I don't think they should have done it. I I really don't think they should have done it, but mm-hmm. they did, and it it's done, you know, and over with, so.
1: Now, here, here's good. something I want to get your opinions on, because there has been a lot of talk with this movie about, you know, the kind of turn Jason's ca- character into a good guy, and in the previous film, uh, Well, actually, in in 6, you know, we find out at the end that he is responsible for Han's death in Tokyo Drift.
2: Yes, yes.
1: So a lot of people are saying, like, aren't we negating this character's death by turning Uh this guy into, like, a hero?
2: But then, now we get other rumors, maybe Han really isn't dead. Oh, see, I haven't heard and that. And if he's not
1: dead, doesn't that kind of cheapen everything?
2: You know, yeah, because it, it his death,
1: You know, it kind of tied everything. Everything sort of came full circle. And then well, you go, ha-ha, well, he's not dead anymore.
0: It, I it's kind of like the same
1: thing they did with Letty.
0: Yeah. I don't see them doing that with, with Han. Um, that's, just, that's just me. The one thing that I did like is what you're, what you're alluding to right now is the fact that he, uh, he's now a good guy. I wouldn't necessarily say that he was so much a good guy as he was just doing the right thing. And at the time when he was going around and he was killing all of these people, he was doing the right thing for him and his family. And that's what Dom says. That's why I liked seeing what the whole deal was behind the um, behind his character. Knowing that his character was was ex-military, was this high-level, you know, like secret agent type thing. That made more sense to me that he was able to do all the things that he was able to do, and he was able to get out of situations and how he was able to go toe-to-toe with someone like The Rock and and all that, it made sense. Then when you find out that it was because of Cypher that his brother was doing the things that he was doing, this is the reason why he was going to help them, it all all made sense. So it worked for me as a a viewer. As I'm sitting and watching, I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I'm like, and, and 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 that's what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, that's a nice way to. That what they did, they tied it up for me, and it and it made it a little easier for me to go forward with him, with on his team with The Rock and and Letty and and everyone else. It it was like, okay. He was doing this because of his brother, and she did this to his brother. Now we're going after Dom because Dom clearly she's doing something to Dom. So let's uh, so let's figure this out. And it it worked for me. It probably didn't work for you, but it works for me.
1: No, because I still think you're getting into some very corny territory there. Because yeah, yeah. You know, they really need to start wrapping up the series because (laughs) it's starting to strain all credulity. I mean, the next thing you know is they'll tell us um, Charlize Theron's character wasn't really... Cypher really wasn't that bad. That Elena didn't die either.
2: (laughs) No.
0: Elena's dead. Cypher is, you know, she's in the wind. So... You know,
1: and I kind of don't want them to bring back Han.
2: I don't think they're going to bring back, even
1: though I really like the character because I just think one is death going to stick. And you know, I would like it if it wasn't always just the women dying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, true. I really don't think they're going to bring back Han. And
1: can we please bring back Justin Lin as? the director of the
0: series. <laughs> well, look, Justin Land did a lot of them. He was he was he was good. That's not. He did three that, through six. Yes. Now that's not saying that um, F. Gary Gray didn't do a a good job. I thought he did it. I thought he did a, a good job with this. You know, no,
1: uh, I I miss the practical effects. You know, this was all like mostly CG.
0: Well, you know, as as the, as and, the and it just was really
1: unbelievable.
0: As the films get bigger and 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 you know bombastic, they're going to add more and more CG. It's just it's inevitable. So
1: yeah, but you got to do it right.
0: Yeah, you, you should, but <clears throat> will they? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cars sliding on
0: ice, you, you know, it just... Well, that was, that whole last sequence, I was just like, oh, Lord, this is just too much. And Roman on the car door, and the, I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, well, can we just and then I started losing track. I, there was one guy that I thought they had killed already, and I and then he was in another scene, and I was like, wait, I thought they killed that guy. I thought his car blew up. And so I need to see it again, just to see if there was some continuity problems there. But in general, I enjoyed the movie. You know, for fans, you're not going to be too disappointed if you're if you're completely if you're complete fans of the uh, franchise. It's entertaining. There are some problems, like there are with every one of these movies. None of them are perfect, but it's a fun ride, and that's really all I care about. <laughs> I just want, I just want to be entertained.
2: Are you not entertained? Uh, I wasn't.
0: <laughs>
1: Oh. Not after the jail breakout scene. <laughs> that was well, like the highlight and then it was over for me.
0: And then it just went downhill.
1: Yep, downhill. Uh well.
2: That's so for bad. me,
1: um I think you guys can skip this one.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a skip for you. Yep. Oh. Okay.
1: Okay, so Charles, let's move on to an Oscar-nominated film that I have been dying to talk to you about because, you know, you put it so high on your list, and that I was surprised you loved it so much. So I'm like, I have to see it for myself. So, Charles, <laughs> tell us what is Lion about.
0: Lion is about um, it's about a, a lion in the, in, the, in the in Africa. And he loses okay, his dad. Okay, wrong movie. Oh, okay. This
1: is not the Lion King. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Uh, it's about this uh, young boy, the uh, Indian boy, who basically gets lost. Um, he gets left at the train station by by his brother um, because he was he really wanted to go and help his brother out to make money for his family, and his job, and The young brother uh, played by, uh, well, the character of the young boy is played by uh, Dev Patel. But uh, the young boy is left at the train station. When he wakes up, his, his brother is not there. His brother said, I'll be right back. But he wakes up. No one's there at the train station. He's calling for his brother. He's not sure which direction his brother went to. And his brother said, do not move, stay right here. But he doesn't listen to his brother and he goes looking for him and he gets onto a train and he falls back to sleep. Now, mind you, I think he was probably five years old, six years old, maybe older than that, I'm not sure, but he was young.
1: Yeah, I think around there.
0: Yeah, so for him to, you know, wake up, his brother's not there, he's, you know, at five, six years old, you don't really know what's going on. So you're going to go find some place to hide and you know, take shelter and he falls back to sleep and the train is, it starts to move again. He doesn't really know where he's going and he can't get off the train because the train door is locked. So he goes all the way basically to the end of the train, train station and he gets off the train and he's lost and he's trying to find his way home. He gets picked up by uh, some, some government agencies that take him to a home for lost children he stays there. He's just trying to find his way back to home. He tries to tell the people where he's from, but they can't seem to find it on any map, um, the location where he's from. And I can't remember where he's, what he was, was saying. But anyway, you fast forward, I think, like 20-some-odd years later. Uh, yeah. He's like 25, 26, 27 years old, and he's um, he's now adopted by a family from Australia. Um, and in this process of him starting college, he meets other people that are from that are, that are Indian, that are living in, in, in Australia, and they start to talk about, you know, well, where, are you where are you from and where are you from? And it starts to make him start to think about his own family, his real family. And he starts to search for them by using Google Maps because his friends were saying, you know, you can find anything using Google Maps. So he starts using Google Maps and becomes obsessed with trying to find his family and kind of shuts everyone else out of his life. And the further and further he starts to dig for that, it brings up a lot of demons within him, a lot of resentment, and Mm -hmm. he really starts to push people away. And just one day by happenstance, he stumbles upon the location of that he remembers that he starts to backtrack, and he okay, finds. Okay, I
1: think we we'll stop right there.
0: Okay, okay. It's
1: not reveal anymore. All right. I want to go back to the younger version of Dev Patel, but played by Sunny Ken and more. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: wasn't he just the best? I yeah, mean, he like was... he. Showed he you a really whole good. wide range of emotions: joy, yeah. sadness, confusion. You know, I felt for him when he was wandering lost, calling out for yeah. his brother.
0: Yes, and that's and and he was very good. He was very good. Captured a lot of emotions. It it really ripped at your heartstrings. Um, a lot of the things that he was in which is one of the reasons why when the Golden Globe nominations came out, when the Academy Award nominations, the Screen Actors Guild, all these awards came out, a lot of people were saying, did Dev Patel really need to be put into the supporting ca- the actor category? Because his performance really was the actor category. And you could argue that um, Sonny was the supporting character or you could reverse it and say Sonny was the main character and Dev Patel was the supporting either way both of them should have been nominated in one way or another but yeah it was his performance was was really good and it was it was nice to see him even when he was on the red carpet with uh, Dev Patel you know, you could see the, the, the joy and the happiness coming from this little kid. You're just like, wow, he's, he's, got, he's got something. I would not be surprised if a few years later we don't see him in more, in more movies.
2: Well, because I, I we think we do. He was very yeah, delightful.
0: I, yeah, he, was, he, he really stole the scene and, you know, stole the movie from, you know, some, you know, some great performers. And you couldn't wait to get back to that character. You know, give me give, just give me one more scene with that little kid. Just give me one more scene with that little kid. And um I, and yeah, he I was, mean
1: he kinda held his own with uh, yeah. Nicole Kidman.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean when you could go you know, you could share a screen with, with Nicole Kidman, an Academy Award winner. Um you you've got some acting chops there, buddy. You've got a you've got a you got a future. You've got a future there. When people are more focused on you than and an academy award winning actress uh, you've got a, you've got a little career going there, buddy. you know <laughs> keep up the good work. you know what well,
1: was one of my favorite scenes and and I think it was the reason why Nicole Kidman was nominated is when you know Deb Patel's character he used to just cut all ties with everybody you know, has become disconnected, and his girlfriend, who's played by Reni Mara, just tells him, you you know, you need to talk to her,
2: you need Mm -hmm. to reach
1: out, and so he does, and one of the things he says to her is, oh, I'm so sorry you couldn't have children, and you just decided to adopt us, and she's like, no, you got it all wrong, I could have children, I mm-hmm. chose not to yeah. because I wanted to adopt. I didn't feel like I needed to bring more children into the world, that there was, you know, other kids out there who needed a home.
0: Yeah, and, that, was a, you know, that was a really powerful scene.
1: Like, I thought that was powerful when she corrected and was like, no, I could have children. I chose not to. You know, because you're like, wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: that that you, you know is a very big decision for somebody to say, yeah, you know I could, but I don't want to because I would rather adopt.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I like that because I've always been. <clears throat> whenever ever since I was and that that scene um, resonated with me because ever since I was younger I had always said that I never wanted to have kids and that if I ever had kids it would be you know I would I would want to adopt I never wanted to bring more more life into this world when there are so many kids out there that had no place and no one so when yeah. she was that, you know she's like you know I had this vision you know this dream of this this little this little brown boy you know and and she was just happy, she just was lucky enough to have met a man who felt the same exact way as she did, and yeah. they went out and, you know, I mean, even 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 the scene where they they adopt the second boy.
2: Yeah, and, and I,
1: I think that that was another powerful scene is when he gets yeah. the brother, and it, it becomes apparent that the brother has, you know, some severe problems,
2: he mm-hmm. starts
1: screaming uncontrollably. Yeah. And you know, I really thought they were gonna be like, Yeah, we're gonna return that child. <laughs> so,
2: but yeah, they don't. You, don't. you
1: know, they keep they keep with it you, you know, she's the one that insists well yeah. we're gonna keep a a chair for him at the restaurant in case he wants to show up for dinner.
2: Mhm.
1: And Deb's like, Oh, let's yeah you can have that chair take it. I don't think he's gonna show up
2: yeah the, like, the you, you
1: know she always like even with all his problems, you know she still loved this child,
0: yeah, and that just that just showed like true true love for you know for those kids and it was just it was just a really powerful powerful scene and She was just really good in that, and they—they all were good in that. But yeah, it—that was a hard movie to watch because you're sitting there and you're like, "This cannot be real. This really didn't happen to this boy." I mean, come on. There's no. And it is. It's this is a true true story. story. It's, It's a true story, and then it makes you really think about all the little kids that you see, you know, out there begging for stuff, or you know. It makes you wonder, you know, are they really, do they have a home to go to? Do they, it really makes you think, you know, it it was just powerful. It was just a very powerful, um, powerful film. And I actually, I really enjoyed it. And the ending, oh, the ending, I,
2: Okay, spoilers. <laughs>
1: yeah. But before we go into that, let let's just uh, give everybody our info if they want to contact us. Charles, you, you go. How how can they contact you
2: to disagree
1: um, uh, about your opinion of the serious review? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, I have uh, Twitter is one movie lover. Or you can reach me on Instagram at CWReviews on Instagram.
1: And if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter under the Let's Talk Movies is my handle. Uh, You can also send me an email at Let's Talk Movies Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to get our past episodes or have our current ones download automatically, Just go to iTunes, search for Let's Talk Movies, and hit subscribe. Okay, so Charles finds his family against all odds. That should have been the same song against all odds. (laughs) Using Google Earth, he's able to find his sister and his mother. And then we find out the reason why his brother didn't come back is he was killed. Yeah. In an accident. Oh,
0: gut wrench. That was just, that was a punch in the gut, I'm telling you. Just hearing that, I was just like, oh, oh. I was just, yeah. Knowing that his brother had gotten hit by the train, you know, literally moments after he told him to just stay there, oh, God. That was just heartbreaking. And to, to imagine, though, what if he had stayed and he didn't go with his brother and he had just stayed there with his mom and them?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he, didn't and he go probably with his brother would have never night.
2: been lost.
0: He never would have been lost. He never would have had the opportunities that he had. So there's this, there's this thing of you know, you never know what what could what can come about come from things, you know. You go off and you do something, some this could happen. Being in the right place at the right time or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So it was kind of a the same thing with him. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but at the same time he was in the right place at the right time when the family came to come looking for a child, and they took him in and they got him out of the lifestyle that he was living you know and gave him more of an opportunity to become some become something or become someone more than than um the others. My only thing was is he seemed to be a lot taller than everyone else in the village that he was from <laughs> when he went back. So that was a little
1: Well you know, he, he did grow up eating Australian food.
0: Oh uh, you know, that's, that was my favorite how,
1: you know how the body goodness they say.
0: You know, uh, you know, maybe that's the reason why, but um yeah, it just it was, and it was just...
1: how while he's Indian he, I think he was born in Britain. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he was he's he's a he's a Brit, so what I'm just saying, is in general, it was it was kind of funny, you know, as, as I'm watching the movie, and then they showed the scene, the the footage of the real, um, the real guy, going back to the village and seeing his
1: yeah his with mother, his adopted his, mom and his this, biological yeah, mom and that, them embracing.
0: That even more so. That was just like, oh God, just shoot me now. Why are you just trying to rip the tears from my eyes? This is just too much. But
1: but you know what I thought was the most beautiful is when he said that just because she was his adopted mom, it it didn't mean that she wasn't his mom no more just because he found his biological mom. You know that she was every bit yeah of his mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just it, it was it was just a very good very good movie. And I was very happy to have to have been able to see it in the theaters right before the Academy Awards, and it's one of those films that, if you like true story movies, that's definitely one to check out. Definitely make that onto your onto your uh, to watch list. Add it to your Netflix queue or your iTunes. Um and
1: you to, can
0: get it off of Redbox. Yeah, it is on Redbox now, so it's it's definitely one to check out. One, it was one of the, the better films that was nominated last year. Actually I, I would say out of the films usually every year there's always something that's nominated that you go, Did I really need to get nominated for best picture? And I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember um Last year's um, nom- nominees, and I think every single film that was nominated this this last year deserved its nomination in in, in the best um, best actor and be- I mean best picture kind of category. I know there's been years before where I've seen nominees come in, and I'm just like, really, that got nominated? Why in the
2: world mm-hmm. that
0: movie nominated? And I'm trying to think of the the one in particular was the one about the World Trade Center. Oh, Was that
1: the one with Tom Hanks, the incredibly, extremely loud or something?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, extremely loud and extremely close. Incredibly loud and extremely close. I remember when that movie got a, a Best Picture nomination, and I was like, what? What? This got a nomination? No. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know who was smoking on something. Or is this, just a, this is just a ploy to get Tom Hanks there? But this movie did not deserve to be nominated. This was one of the worst films of the year. But, yeah, I think this year, every single movie that was nominated deserved the nomination. And any one of them, if any one of them had won, I would not have been upset. Like, they were all that good. Not all of them made my top ten. Not all of them made my top twenty, but they were all good movies and solid films that I enjoyed and would watch again. There's
1: just one movie I'm going to disagree with you on, and that's La La Land.
0: Oh Lord! Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I was ha- Which- just having this discussion with my coworker, you know, because I was telling him. How I had just watched Lion, and he was like, "You know what? Doesn't it seem like this year that there was just a lot of movies that had like really powerful stories that were nominated for Oscars? What do you think?" <laughs> I think it's uh, on something.
0: Yeah, there there were. I mean, they, they uh, all the films that were nominated they all had something to say. Even the ones that you didn't like, <laughs> that you were wrong on. Just, that were really good, and that you were wrong on. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all had they all had something important to say, and that's that's what the Academy Awards should be. I mean, yeah, we would like to see the um, we'd love to see the the big you know blockbusters get nominated, you know, ones that are worthy of them. You know, like come on, Dark Knight should have been nominated the year that it came out. And it wasn't, and that was a crime, mm-hmm. and that's why now, because that was just a darn good movie. That was a good thriller. That was a good, you know, that was like the Fugitive a few years back. You know, it was that kind of movie, and it should have been nominated, and it wasn't. Okay, we'll move on. Now we'll say ten, up to ten um, nominations, and every single one had something to say about. Something you know, and that was what made it so, so great. You, you know, he had Manchester by the Sea, which is basically uh, it's basically a film about depression and and and, and guilt. It's you know, Lion is about family and and finding who you really are. You know, Arrival was was basically like I said, uh,
1: against all odds.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know, Fences is is about redemption and and not taking people for granted, you know. And um, Hacksaw Ridge is about, you know, again, defeating the odds and and proving people wrong. Like, you don't have to be put into a certain class to do a certain thing. Hella High Water, you know, every single one of these films had something important to say. And they were all excellent films. And... I'm just hoping that we get we get another slew of films like that this year. You know, I'm I'm just really hoping that this year we really get some 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 powerful films like we did last year. Yeah, last year is going to be a hard year to beat as far as you know. Yeah. Good 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 content. But
1: well, hopefully they'll announce the correct Best Picture winner.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be nice, yeah, hopefully um, we
1: don't go through that mix up again, oh
0: no, yeah. you did it with it yeah well, let's hope let's definitely hope on that, but yeah, I think um, I think that you know people if they go out and they they rent that that movie line i I don't think they're gonna be disappointed that was just it was just a very well done uh well done movie. And I really hope that people take the chance and, and 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 go and watch it because it really is worth worth your time.
2: I
1: wholeheartedly agree. Well, well Charles, thanks for joining. Well,
0: to no talk problem. about these two
1: movies. Yep. I
0: uh, you,
1: you know what I want to review next? I think we should do the circle, because that looks kind of
0: interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's I, I like
1: the idea of Tom Hanks kind of being a sinister villain. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I like it, too. I And um, he's done it before, but I think this one is going to be a little bit more on the creepier side. So it'd definitely be interesting to... To
1: see you know and and it might be the movie uh,
0: for our time, you know it's all about surveillance, oh yeah, yeah, having information, I, I just hope it doesn't turn into a black mirror type of um type of story, but we'll see
2: it should be- interesting.
1: right well, well, thank you, and uh everyone, have a good night, and we'll be back in a week to review
2: of the circle starring tom hanks and emma watson judy was boring hello then judy discovered com. it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy